All right. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Ending the Curse. Tonight, uh, I am joined by the one and only all-famous Vic Hermanson from Trailer Trash Terrace. And, uh, of course, uh, Deacon Josh Birdsong, my son. And uh, we're joined uh, this evening also by a young man by the name of Landon Mims. And I am glad to have him on the show. But uh, I wanted to, this evening, to just have a little special Christmas episode that may bring a little meaning or a little hope to each one of us. So if I can, I would like to open up with the Christmas message itself. And it comes from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And it says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And I can't help but just stop right there for just a moment and remember my childhood. And every time I hear this story, Vic, it reminds me of Merry Charlie, Christmas, Char- Merry Charlie Christmas, Brown. Charlie Brown. Exactly right. Got Linus. I can tell you what Christmas and, means, uh, Charlie Brown. That's right. Exactly right. <laughs> and but but. Di- during that whole message when Linus was bringing it, mm-hmm. did you really catch the whole meaning of it? That was the one and only time that Linus ever separated himself from his blanket. He took I his blanket. I, I didn't pay, catch that. I pay attention it. to it. He yeah. took his blanket off and wrapped it around the tree. He did. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was the one and only time that he ever did it. And that in itself was such a great meaning in that little cartoon that at 54 years old, I have never missed that story. I have seen it every year of my life. But I have the DVD DVD in there. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, check it out and and uh, and 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 watch that little part. But verse nine it says, "And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid." Then the angel said to them, "Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy." which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And this next part is so amazing to me. Not, Not to mention that the angel of the Lord first said do not be afraid Mm -hmm. because we have to understand that people during that time they were if an angel of the lord appeared before them sometimes it wasn't a good thing you know Mm -hmm. but he's first said first said don't don't know don't be afraid 
And then finally, the angel brings great consolation. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And over the last couple of days, it, 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 Vic, you know me, uh, music, for some reason, plays a big part in my life. I don't know why, but I just, I just, I just love music. Mm -hmm. uh, for every situation, I can figure out a song. I mean, we can have a good time. But when it comes to this season of Advent that we've been in, and in a couple of days we'll be headed into the Christmas season, I'm reminded of a song several, several years ago that Amy Grant did in the quote-unquote Christian music world. Mm -hmm. And the name of the song was I Need a Silent Night. I think that's the name of it. But in the chorus of the song, she says, I need a silent night, a holy night. To hear an angel voice through the chaos in the noise. I need a midnight clear, a little, a little peace right here. To end this crazy day with a silent night. And the first time that I ever heard that song, it, it really struck me. Because, unfortunately, it reminded me of, <clears throat> well, it, it reminded me that we as sons and daughters of the Most High have forgotten the reason of the season, if that makes sense to you. And I, I, tell, I tell the church, especially St. Michael's, all the time, let's Let's don't miss the season. No matter what's going on, let's focus on the season at hand and what what God is really doing. And so have we forgotten that we indeed need that silent night? Have we forgotten that we do indeed need that holy night? To have that peace right here, to have that peace and cheer that Amy was singing about? Because the song has to do with the hustle and bustle of the commercial Christmas season, if you will of the busyness and the, I mean, let's, let's just go ahead and face it. This time of year, it brings a, a whole lot of anxiety on. All you gotta do is look at people. I mean, all you gotta do is go, 
just go to your local gas station where you get gas every day and 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 just watch people they're 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 so busy they're so busy running around they're so in tune with everything but what's actually going on around them if you will and everybody seems to be missing the reason for the season right now and one of the biggest things for me this year especially and i don't know why it's so on my mind right now but it is but from the very first day of advent there's one thing that's been on my mind and that's my family and thinking about that I began to watch people all around me and everyone is so confused it seems like everyone is thinking about buying the best present everyone's thinking about well I don't have the money to do this or I don't know if I'm going to be able to do so and so or I can't find this special present that so-and-so wants but it kind of started to sad me just a little bit because it came to realization to me that have I forgotten the angel of the Lord that said don't be afraid have I forgotten the host of heaven that opened up that special night that all heaven rejoiced because a savior was born have i forgotten the true meaning of christmas in which we are vic to celebrate christ mass is that not the word christmas christ mass it is so with that being said let me let me just read one more portion of scripture and just say a couple of sentences and I'll be done but Matthew chapter 4 it says when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison he withdrew to Galilee leaving Nazareth he went and lived in Capernaum which was by the lake of the area of Zebulun and Naphtali to fulfill keyword to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali speaking of the birth of Christ by the way the way of the sea beyond the Jordan Galilee to the Gentiles the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death a light has dawned verse 17 says from that time on Jesus began to preach repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near 
And if I had one word to say tonight, that kingdom has come near. And his name is Jesus. But tonight, I want us to, in whatever way that we can, join with one another and to celebrate the birth of our Savior. For Christ is indeed the light of the world. But what I want our listeners to know tonight is that light shines today in the hearts of every man and every woman that they too may be the light of the world. Tonight I would like to point out very briefly verses 13 through 16 specifically in the fourth chapter of the book of Matthew that I just read and it says we can see that Christ has now left Nazareth and gone to Galilee. And that is specifically to the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. And one thing that I want our listeners to understand is that, in other words, Christ is crossing the tracks, so to speak. He's leaving the station of the Jews, so to speak, and becoming integrated with the Gentiles. He's making himself vulnerable to all men so that everyone can believe. Christ has left the land of comfort, so to speak. He has entered into the land of the of the lost, the least, and the lonely. Those that we read from the prophet Isaiah, those that literally live in the in the shadow of death, where sin greatly abounds. But it is all because Christ knows that the wages of sin is death is why he's going there. So, Vic, the main reason for this evening is I just wanted to remind you yourself, me, myself, and all our listeners of one little word. And that word is hope. Hope. Because somewhere deep inside of every man and every woman, there's hope. We may not can see it at times. We may not can feel it at times, but... I believe with everything in my being that somewhere deep inside of us there's hope. And many people, many of us times that we've lived in that shadow of death, it seems like that place where it seems that death is the only answer. I believe we can find hope. And that hope is the light of the world. 
And that light shines in the darkness and displaces the power of sin. It displaces the power of despair. It draws us to come to a land that has been promised to a faithful people. It's a land flowing, as the scripture says, with milk and honey. And that land is called a place called the kingdom of heaven. So listeners, tonight I just wanted to invite you all to celebrate with me this season, the, the birth of our Lord, who is the light of all life. And in accordance with the scriptures that we read tonight from the book of Isaiah and the fulfillment thereof in the, in the gospel lessons that I read, I want to proclaim to us all that our time in exile is over. That our time of freedom and hope and love and joy and peace in Christ himself, that is what is at hand. When Christ said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he proclaimed to the world that every man has been set free. And we too can be set free from bondage and tyranny of dread and doubt and displeasure and depression and anxiety of this season. And turn this season back into a season of hope, a season of joy, and truly a season of peace on earth and goodwill toward man. So Merry Christmas, everyone. And may God bless you. In nomine Patria et Filii Spiritus Sancti. Amen. That was excellent. Oh, thank you, sir. That's but that was that was just the short part that I want to do tonight. You know, just for uh, I think it's all, all all of our all of our listeners, not only just mine but yours and the paranormal rundown. I mean, you you can feel free to post that on paranormal if you want to. It don't matter to me. Just whatever you want to do. I just I'll thought do it was very important. I'm going to definitely attach it to stay free. Okay. Okay. Which, which I'll be recording tomorrow. Okay. Well, we'll just leave it there then. You know, you, you well, I, I, you think you should use it too, but. Okay. You know, I'm finding I can't read the Dickens without crying. I noticed that. <laughs> uh, well, I. I, I, I keep I, it I, under I, a little bit of control. Well, <laughs> I, well, no, I, um, I, um, I, I, I listened to the first part today and i noticed that the last maybe quarter of it yeah uh i thought i heard the voice cracking a little bit i said oh, does he have a cold or something nope uh, it's, um... but uh, but that's all but see vic that's awesome to me that is absolutely <laughs> awesome to me and in in that book should affect us that way well it's so there's so much more in the book than in the movies I mean, it just—it doesn't even come close. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because I, I got to admit, I have never read the book. That's not a bad admission. Most people have. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite version is the one with George C. Scott. That is my favorite. I'm trying to think which one is my favorite. I like the George C. Scott one. Um, I and like the Albert John John Luke Picard is a good one too. John Luke I know I know I know, yeah. I know his name is John Luke Picard, but that's uh, who I know him as. But so that is such a great one, though. It really is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, you. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, uh, so I decided, okay, I'll at least, uh, keep my voice where people can still understand me. Yeah. But it, but if the, the fact that there are tears in my eyes comes through, let them come. They just do. It just does. There you uh, go. There's, um, I have a DVD of, um, uh, um, what was his name? Who wrote Charlotte's Web? Um, oh, uh, E.B. White. E.B. White. Fred. Yeah. Yeah, E.B. White. Anyway, I've got a DVD of him reading Charlotte's Web. Wow. And the, the part where Charlotte's dying... Oh my God! No, no, no! Uh -uh. I, I, I didn't even like that part of the cartoon, man. So let's just. Well, but anyway, no. he couldn't read it without crying. I imagine. And and they 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 did something like honestly, like sixty takes. Really. <laughs> and they finally it, just got to the point where they said, "All right, just cry." There uh, you go. <laughs> Uh, I mean, cause we, I mean, I remember that part cause Wilbur was bawling. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, 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 that remind. that's just about as bad as, excuse me. I got a minute in my mouth. Uh, uh, Marley and me. I mean, my God. Have you ever seen that movie Marley and me? I have not. Don't watch it. Something just changed with your voice. I'm sorry. How about now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, but Marley and me, uh, my kids tricked Sonny and I into watching it. Uh-huh. Because at the, well, it was actually all my daughter's fault. Uh, but the beginning of it, it was, it was like comedy, you know. And then about midway through, Landon, you'll love this. Uh, about midway through, I'm like, I got a feeling I'm going to be crying soon. <laughs> and that was the absolutely worst movie. You mean it was a bad movie? No, it was a great movie, but it was the worst movie <laughs> to ever make me ball sonny and i we were in south in anderson south carolina <clears throat> in a hotel you have a nephew there in south carolina right uh i know my parents lived there for oh, your, a while your parents lived there for a yeah. while okay uh -huh. and uh on lake hartwell a beautiful place and uh but 
we sat there. Vic, I cried so hard that the only way I could explain it, that I was snot crying. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you because I've done the I same know. And plenty my, of times. <laughs> and, 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 and cried so hard my throat was hurting. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. I mean, your throat hurt because you was crying. And the next day when I saw Jessica, I said, let me tell you one thing. Don't you ever. <laughs> but she said, do you remember when you made me watch The Patriot with you? And the little girl came out saying, Papa, Papa, I'll do anything. Papa, don't leave me. I said, yeah. She said, now we're even. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, it, it was funny. And, and, and then, well, well, first she got me with A Walk to Remember, the movie with Mandy Moore. You remember I haven't that seen one? it. I haven't seen this one. That is, it's, 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 it's actually a great movie. And uh, I said, is she going to die? No. she ain't gonna. Yeah, she died at the end. Uh, I mean, it didn't show it, but uh, yeah, that got me. And then she got me with Flicker, too. And uh, so. What, I, what about Old Yeller? I, I got her back, though. I made her. <clears throat> what's that? Old that? Yeller. Oh man, the old Yeller. Yeah. <laughs> old Yeller. And uh what's what's the other one back in mind in your day? Where the red fern grows. You Where the that red one? fern grows. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that that was a good one too. What about uh, uh, uh a dog of Flanders? I don't remember that one. Okay. <sighs> But man, there there's so many tear jerkers out there that I, I you know I I don't got to the age now I I can't do tear jerkers too well because I'll be sitting there squalling like a baby and, <laughs> and, and 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 just going crazy. But uh, Landon, unmute yourself, son. There you go. Hello, hello. All right, uh, uh, Landon, this is uh the famous uh vic hermanson and uh he is a i'm very... a guy who does i'm a guy who does podcasts yeah well <laughs> don't don't let him don't let him fool you landon he is a he is a landon i think you know me enough to know that it if i like someone and i trust someone they're trustworthy you know what i mean mm-hmm yeah. so uh so you are you are free and upfront and able to share this evening any thought, and and Vic, uh, it came to my attention today, and I finally I finally told Josh I said Josh, this is not a discussion that we can just keep texting back and forth. Yeah, sure, there it uh, is. Yeah, uh, but uh, Landon, in my understanding. And Landon, I'm gonna give you a chance to clear everything up in just a second. But he he is asking questions about the priesthood of Melchizedek, which is uh, I think I think first of all I think it's very awesome, but, uh, and the reason why is is because it's so important in the ministry in the life of our Lord, and it brings so much understanding to the priesthood of our Lord. 
uh, because there's times that we can get mixed up with um, the tribe of Levi in their priesthood versus the what the scripture calls the priesthood of Melchizedek. And for some reason that brings so much confusion to people, but it's, but it's just because they have not been taught well. And, uh, but anyway, uh, Landon, if you, if, if you don't mind, um, I know you have spoken to Josh earlier today, but, it, but if you don't mind, can you please, uh, refresh my memory on on what exactly it is that we are trying to figure out this evening. All right, well, go ahead, Landon, and, and, and just, uh, uh, first of all, I want you to be at peace, okay? As a matter of fact, I just bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit with great grace, with great peace, and I just ask God that you bless this session with not my wisdom, but your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead, Linda. Thank you. Um, so earlier today, I, I came across a video that was talking about three people that never died in the Bible. I was like, three people? I don't remember there being a third person, so I clicked on it to watch it. Okay. And it talked about Enoch, Elisha, and this guy, Melchizedek. And I was hmm. I was like, okay, this guy's just making stuff up. I don't know what in the world. Yeah. So I'd never heard of Melchizedek. So I'm like, that's probably some sort of extra biblical thing or something. But then he started putting out references so i looked up genesis 14 18 through 20 psalm 110 chapter 4 or, or sorry verse 4 and then hebrews 7 okay um, and hebrews 7 is one that was interesting to me and, and it got me a little like confused as to who this guy was okay very good so oh sorry no 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 go ahead I, i'm just i'm just talking to myself go ahead son go ahead and finish up so in hebrews chapter seven you have says this guy he's the king of salem or which i guess i've read is jerusalem um and then he's a priest of the most high god but then it also goes on to say something about um, without father, without mother, without yeah. genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the son of God remains a priest continually. Right. Okay. So, so that's what you're seeking understanding from. Hebrews yeah. Seven. Okay. All right. Well, very good. And 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 let me just go ahead and say now that I can, I can completely understand where you're coming from because that can be uh, misinterpreted. 
and uh, it can be very easily misinterpreted. We have to, first of all, understand that, you know, the, I want everyone to understand this part, that the Holy Scriptures can be confusing at times because of we don't live in those times. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, uh, but before we even begin, I want to, I want to give you a very short lesson. Everything in the quote unquote old covenant or the old Testament from the law and the prophets, um, um, every, every action, every deed, every word is a type and shadow of what is to come. And we need to understand that that type and shadow of what is to come is the, well, actually what we're celebrating during this season, the, the incarnation of Emmanuel, the, the Christ, the Savior, uh, uh, the anointed one coming in flesh and dwelling among us. Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, so, that makes sense. So, so, so keep that in line. And, uh, uh, Vic, I just want to go ahead and invite you now to jump in at any time you feel ready. So, but, but let's, let's, i tell you what, let's go to Hebrews chapter seven. And uh, um, I'm going to read it from the New International Version. Uh, uh, okay. so, so just bear with me on that. But it says, this, this Melchizedek, or Melchizedek, was king of Salem. And I want you right now to to go ahead and hear that first word king okay okay and priest so we got we got two things going on right now melchizedek was king but he was also a priest of god most high he met abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him So the king and priest met Abraham and blessed him. That's very important to understand because we, we see we see right away the office of Melchizedek to 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 bless, to give peace. Okay? Okay. And and then Abraham gave him a tenth of everything, which was we know that is Abraham's token of the covenant with the Most High. You know, God created us for one purpose, and that is for relationship, and with a covenantal relationship. And our, our token of that, or our part of that, is to, is, to, is to give a tenth 
to our most high, right? Yeah. So, okay, so first, understand this, that the name Melchizedek means king of righteousness. Now, the old covenant would tell us that there's none righteous among us, no, not one, right? Yeah. But in Romans, in the book of Romans, we are taught that It says, but now the righteousness that we, in other words, the righteousness that we gain from Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now, Melchizedek's name is called King of Righteousness, but we also see that it is fulfilled through Christ that we gain righteousness through him by which we sit with Christ in heavenly places, right? Yeah. So once again, once again, remember what I said about Melchizedek being a type and shadow of of the incarnate Christ. Okay. So that's how you have to look at it. But also, also, it says that his name means the uh, excuse me that the King of Salem means King of Peace. So his name, Melchizedek, means the king of righteousness, but also he was the king of Salem, which means king of peace. Now, it, it, I think it's kind of funny that we just read that in my Christmas message that Christ was the king of peace and the king of righteousness, right? Yeah. And and, and we can read that even in the book of Isaiah. But... But then it goes on to say, and this is, and see, this is the part that that uh, I believe confused you today. It, it says, without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. And see, and see what that literally means. It does not mean that the God never died. And see, that's a that's something unfortunately that that people unlearned when they take the scripture and try to interpret it away from the church, uh, the tradition, and the church fathers. And and, and sometimes I, I really hate to say this, but we have people trying to interpret the scriptures without any proper training. Does that make yeah. sense to you? Yeah, that but, makes sense. But 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 what what that means when it says without mother, without father, without genealogy, without end of days, this is what it actually means. And it comes from it is an extension from Isaiah chapter fifty three, which we read even of our Lord and our Savior. And we know that Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1, let's just, let's just read that part, just a couple of verses. It says, Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. 
He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. And, you know, then if we continue forward, it says that we esteem, we esteem him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted, remember? But, but then the good part of that, if we continue to go on and read it, and, and I don't have this written down, but it's, but remember it says, however, but, but we were bruised by his iniquity. I mean, we were wounded by his transgressions and bruised by iniquities and by stripes we are healed. So that's the good part of that. But, but the, the, but the, part of where it's talking about in Hebrews chapter 7 at the beginning about Melchizedek is just about this. Melchizedek was an unknown person. He, yeah. he, he's not been esteemed. So, you know, we don't know his genealogy. In other words, that's what the scripture is saying. And it's saying that he just existed for a few moments of time with Abraham, and then he was forgotten, right? Can I jump in and be oh, okay, a pin yeah. in the keister? Yes, jump in. <laughs> well, you got the last part of that statement, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, from, <clears throat> look, I don't know a lot about this. You know many, many times more than I do about it. But I can remember, well, you know, during periods of study when I was looking at different things, of reading this and then reading commentary, and coming away not knowing if Melchizedek was referring to a real person or referring to an idea. Um, simply, first off, because it's such a, uh, a short and cryptic uh, verse in the Bible, and it really is. I mean, you, don't, you just don't end up with very much information. Uh, another thing I've thought was interesting was that in the LDS church, there are, the LDS church doesn't have a dedicated clergy, <clears throat> not, until, not until you get up to being like the apostles level of the church, but they have three levels of priesthood, and the first level is what they, they call the Aaronic priesthood, A-A-R-O-N-I-C, uh, named after uh, Moses' brother, but the second level is the Melchizedek priesthood. And every LDS male upon achieving, you know, it's kind of like age of 13, you know, the age of an adult, has the Aaronic priesthood. The Melchizedek priesthood is something that's, that's bestowed upon them later after missions and training and prayer and this kind of thing. That, if you want the truth, is about all I know about Melchizedek. And I'm I'm not sure that it's a lot less of what the rest of the world knows. Yeah, and 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 that's why it's so unknowable today, and and that is the reason why we have people taking scripture out of context by reading uh, um, Paul's brief little exposition of Hebrews about it. Mm -hmm. And and well, it says it says nobody knew him, and and there's no record of his death, so he might have lived forever. Well, no, he didn't live forever. 
However, the priesthood after him, because of Christ, lived forever. And, and that's what we're about to get into. But if we continue in, in Hebrews 7, Landon, let's, let's pick up in verse 4, okay? All right. It says, just think how great he was. I mean, just just even and what he's talking about is even for us, but you know, for him, of course, it was probably greater because he probably knows more than what was written. It just wasn't written for us to understand. Um, but he says, just think of how great he was. Even the patriarch Abraham gave him a tenth of the plunder. Verse 5, now the law requires the descendants of Levi who became priests to collect a tenth from the people. Now, very important right here, r remember the, the Levi priesthood, one of the 12 tribes, the tribe of Levi, okay? Okay. That is, that is from their fellow Israel, Israelites, even though they also are descended from Abraham. And see, here's the part that is very important to understand. This man, speaking of Melchizedek, however, did not trace his descent from Levi. Yet he collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now, the promises is a very key important note right there in the one case the tenth is collected by people who die but in the other case by him is declared to be living one might even say that levi who collects the tenth pay the tenth through abraham because when melchizedek met abraham levi was still in the body of his ancestor and the point that this scripture is trying to teach us about is that the priesthood of Melchizedek will never fade away. And here's okay. the reason. Here, and, he, and here's the reason why. When when people say when people misunderstand and the fact that. They, they, they say they can't recall his death or anything. And they say, well, the scripture says that he'll last forever. Well, that does not mean he's going to live forever. That does not mean that he never died. Okay. What uh -huh. that is, what that is meaning is it has to do with everything about this being a king and priest. And that is the point that you need to walk away with a great understanding tonight. King and priest. Okay. Yeah. Right? Christ is our what? King, right? Right. Christ is our ever-living priest as well, right? Right. So after the order of Melchizedek comes the the ministry if you will of christ
because Melchizedek was king and priest. He was the he the well we just read the scripture that says he was he was the king of peace, right? Right. He was the king of righteousness, right? Right. Who is Christ? The, the same of, thing. Yeah. Right. And everything in the Old Testament what Abraham what Abraham encountered okay was a pre-incarnate Christ and that is not the first time that's ever happened in the old covenant Elijah experienced it all the prophets before experienced it Moses experienced it they every one of them every one of the every one of the prophets and the holy man of the Old Testament, they encountered the pre-incarnate Christ. Okay. Okay. So, so the so the the Levitical priesthood in the in the Old Covenant that the Arianic priesthood Christ fulfilled that. You with me? Yeah. And that fades away because he fulfilled it. But yet Christ was king as well. So it super exceeds that. Vic, does that make sense to you? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. So so we have to we have to understand that part and and, and but but please understand what I just said. Christ fulfills every bit of the law, the Levitical priesthood. But he also fulfills every bit of the prophets, who is king. You with me? Yeah. All right, so verse 11, listen very closely. If perfection could have been attained through the Levitical priesthood, and indeed the law given to the people established that priesthood, why was there still need for another priest to come? Just just what I just said, you with me? The, the Levitical priesthood is passing away at this time. Not in order of Aaron. Verse 12, for when the priesthood is changed, the law must be changed also. So there's a great change that is taking place right. because of the terms that we just talked about king and priest verse 13 he of whom these things are said belong to a different tribe and no one from that tribe has ever served at the altar in other words this is this is something that is that is brand new remember the prophet isaiah speaking of the ministry of the Lord and remember st. Paul speaking to the Corinthians behold I make all things new right yeah we're a new creation we're a new person we're we're a new people through Christ okay for it is clear verse 14 that our Lord descended from Judah and in regard to that tribe Moses said nothing about priest see Christ, Christ descended from the tribe of Judah. <clears throat> Who is Judah? Judah was the worshippers, right? Right. 
Verse 15, and what we have said is even more clear if another priest like Melchizedek appears, one who has become a priest not on the basis of, re of a regulation as to his ancestry, but on the basis of the power and indestructible life. For it is declared, speaking of Christ, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And what okay. that and what that means is is it is not through anything of genealogy like we read at the beginning of Hebrews. You with me? Yeah. See see this this little part right here is making sense of the whole thing. It's not because of genealogy, it's not because of how how you grew up it's not because of who you are it's because of you it's because you were chosen you with me yeah because he was chosen and so and so that's why it says you are a priest forever speaking to christ in the order of melchizedek <clears throat> And see, and see, th that's something that the Levi priesthood could never proclaim due to the nature of rebellion. For instance, listen to the next verse. Verse 18, the former regulation is set aside because it is weak and useless. For the law made nothing perfect, and a better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. What is that meaning? That is meaning that even though we have a priesthood at the moment from the tribe of Levi, which was promised, that has served God's purpose. That, that, that priesthood was so important to maintain order in the kingdom of God. The scripture is by no means demeaning the, the, the priesthood of the Levites. They were needed, they were called, they were chosen, they were used, they were used to do what God had set in order through Aaron. Okay? okay. That that is it is by them that the children of Israel had the rights every year to bring their sacrifices to the temple and to the priest for the remission of sin and for blessings. Okay? Okay. But they were not kings. You with me? Yeah. But there's something there's something special about a king because a king cares for the people. A king takes care of the people. A king loves the people. And that is that that is the one thing that we have got to understand when it comes to Melchizedek. He was a priest, but he was a king. Mm -hmm. Okay, so verse twenty-two, because of this oath, because of this promise, because of this oath, meaning because of this covenant that has been made between this king and priest and its people, Jesus has become the, guarant the guarantor of a better covenant. In other yeah. words, in other words, through the order of Melchizedek as king and priest, Christ's ministry is superseding that 
of the Levitical priesthood. And it says, it says, since death prevented them from continuing in office, speaking of the Levitical priesthood, but because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Speaking okay. of what? You'll, you'll, you're, you're a member of the Melchizedek order for life. In other words, what we just, what we just read after the order of Melchizedek. Excuse me. Verse 25, therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Now, that speaks, those words speaks directly of that of a king. Remember what I just said, what a king does? Yeah. All right, so remember verse 25. All right, verse 26, such a high priest, now we're talking about the priest part, truly means our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Now, the Levitical priesthood could not, could not proclaim that. You with me? Yeah. They were flawed. They were flawed. They could not proclaim perfection verse 27 unlike the other high priest he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day first for his own sins and then for the sins of his people speaking of christ who is after the order of Melchizedek, he sacrificed for their sin once and for all when he offered himself now I got to go back, and I, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but you got to understand what we just read. First for his own sins, and then for the sins of the people, he sacrificed for their sins once and for all when he offered himself. That is the duty and the calling and the actions of a true king. Right. A true king over a land and over a people will offer himself up as a sacrifice he will fight for his people for the law appoints as high priests men in all their weakness but the oath which came after the law appointed the son who has been made perfect forever and we know that is Christ our King Right. But not only, but not only our King, but our Lord. So, what you have to take away from this, and what you have to take away from Hebrews chapter seven, and even the passage in Genesis that is so very short. Think about it this way: this is what you got to walk away with. Christ has a twofold purpose priest and king right okay but he he's also the the king of peace he's the he's the king of justice he's the king of reason and Christ Christ by his very nature he was fully god but yet fully man 
and by fully God, he fulfilled the words that 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 was spoken in Hebrews without genealogy, whatever, but by fully man, he fulfilled that too. Yeah. So there's, there's this twofold thing going on that everybody has got to understand. He is king, but yet priest as well. Yeah. Does that make any sense to you tonight, son? That does. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. A lot of well, sense. Well, I, I hope I hope that that we have helped you in in some way, and uh, I want to I want to also invite you to listen to these podcasts that we all do because they're very 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 informative, and with me saying that they're very informative. Uh, Vic, unmute yourself and speak on that for a second. Well, I mean, we've got... I'm involved now in four active podcasts, soon to be five. Wow. Uh, Actually, I guess I'm involved (laughs) in six. My God. Um, Well, I've got my own. Yeah. which, Which is Trailer Trash Terrors. Yeah. And if someone says to me, hey, what's your podcast about? Whatever I want it to be about. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that particular week. It well, week you, week. Know, you know, if you if you take tra- Trailer Trash Terrors, number one, mm-hmm. Ending the Curse, number two, Southern, Southern Demonology, number three, three. Uh, uh, St. Elias Report, number four. St. Elias, number four with George. That's four uh, right there. That's four right that I there. I know of. Well, Paranormal Rundown. But five. Five. And then what Dave, whatever Dave ends up doing. Number six. Number six. You're now, right. I'm not going to be wow. editing. I'm not okay. going to be editing Dave, but I know I'm going to be involved in helping him with audio and right. helping him, you know, figure out how to do some of this stuff. Um, <laughs> so we're wide open. <laughs> well, I mean, if. It you might know. keep us all busy too. I, that Mike Burtzone guy, he just keeps everybody yeah, keeps busy. busy. Well, that that um, <laughs> trying to trash terrors, it 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 kind of floats in there between. I mean, gosh, it, have, it has original fiction. It has some things that are done just for entertainment. It's got some very very serious things in there. So you yes. never know. You never know what you're going to get. Um, ending the curse. <clears throat> ending the curse is very heavy, important topics that are important to Father Birdsong. And these shows tend to end up being pretty long. Uh, George is fire and zeal and brimstone and uh, no escape from the sin that you have chosen to commit without repentance. (laughs) Yep. And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, George is a is not a compromising kind of guy. <laughs> and, exactly, he's um, not a compromising kind of guy. Uh, Paranormal Rundown. It's myself, Father Mike, JJ uh, Johnson, and Dave, and whatever guests we want to bring on, or or anybody really, I guess, who decides they wanted to come on. Man. What, what that show does is it's got um, 
We have a list of. Oh, I don't know. Hang on a second. <laughs> Are we at eighteen hundred yet? No, it keep, but it keeps changing. Um, let's see. Probably about seventeen sixty now. We're at seventeen seventy-seven. Oh, it's close. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seventeen seventy-seven, and so we've got one thousand. Let's say we've got about eighteen hundred topics, and we randomly choose six of those, and then we talk about them. We talk about whichever topic people. Yeah, whatever pop, topic people want to talk about, and they they range from biblical topics to paranormal topics to strange history topics to <coughs> mystery topics to it's anything that I thought could even remotely be thought of as paranormal. Right. Um, and um, it's fun. And I don't know what Dave's going to do. I wanna, I'm want to. i kind of looking forward to seeing what he does. I am too. I am too. Um, Vic, do you have any... <laughs> no, any... I, I, I don't. Other than, once well... again, these things always... Mysteries are not quiet in my mind. Exactly. That's what I was looking for. When there is a mystery, something that I cannot really figure out from the available data, it bugs me. <laughs> it, <laughs> it bugs me. Exactly okay. the words I was looking for. Why you, you is... You understand that. Yeah. Why is it that over, what are we talking, 4,000 years? Yeah. There hasn't been a better explanation of not just what Melchizedek means in turn of in terms of the eventual arrival of Christ, but who was he? Who who was that man? Who was his mother? Who was his father? Who was he married to? Where did he live? What was his? You know, where was this kingdom? Um, was he a, a a just king or a tyrannical king? These are all questions that I've never had an answer to. I I did not have time tonight to dig through the Talmud to see if I could find out what the Talmud has to say about that. But I should probably do that. I found a uh, commentary on Hebrews from Thomas Aquinas. It's pretty interesting. I'm actually reading it right now. Uh-huh. During the verses that we were going over, that's the part right here where he says, Secondly, he describes him from his dignity, for he was a king and a priest. In regard to the first, he says, King of Salem. Some say that Salem is called Jerusalem, yeah. but Jerome denies this in a letter because, as he says, he cannot run into him from Jerusalem based on location. Others say that Salem is the place where John baptized and the walls of that place still existed in Jerome's time. In regard to the second, he says, uh, priest of the Most High God, for in old, olden times the elder brother was a priest, but it is true that in Abraham's time the worship of idols were on the increase. Therefore, lest anyone suppose that he was a priest of idols, he adds mo of the Most High God. So he, he talks about that fact um, those things as well and he also mentions where some people speculate according to a gloss the Hebrews say that 
Melchizedek was Shem, the firstborn of Noah. Yeah. A descendant of Shem. Yeah. He was, he was 390 or 309 years old and met Abraham. So it's, it's pretty interesting. And, and you know, that that's, that's another reason why I say that there's times that we have to not only depend on the scriptures, uh, but also read the the very very early church fathers, and and glean their wisdom as well, because I mean you're right, Vic. There, there's so much that we that we don't see, and so much that we don't know, and it and it makes it all confusing. But but however with all that being said what really matters at the very end of it all even though we can't i mean not understanding something can be frustrating right right i find it exceedingly frustrating exactly but and i i hate to say what i'm about to say because I don't like this answer. I've never liked this answer, but there's there's some things that we just have to accept by faith. Yes, of course, and uh, I I fully understand that. I embrace that. But it's frustrating. But it I can don't be. Like that. But it can be frustrating. <laughs> I don't like that, man. Yeah, don't it can I mean... be frust. It can be frustrating, especially the people like us who like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> Yeah, I like like to solve the puzzle. But uh you're you are you are you're you're totally right. So Lance, does that that help you, son? That does, thank you. Well all right. Look and we always give this pretty much give this particular statement to anyone that we run into. Um anybody in the six podcasts, um if you have questions or that we can answer or thoughts that you'd like to share we're all happy to listen. I, I assume that's correct still, Father Bird, Father B? Absolutely. Deacon Absolutely. Yeah. And I would encourage you to join us and to reach out to any of us. So as you go from this place this evening, may you remember the gospel of our Lord, that God was in Christ Jesus, reconciled the word to himself, not counting people's sins against them, but remember this, God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed in you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And may the blessings of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Bless you. <laughs>